your paint scheme be for 304? Let me go. We already talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would paint it pink. That would be a good... I don't know how we'd... We'd have to do, like, um, some additional legwork to make it a flamingo. Or or gray as an elephant with googly eyes on the side. Giant googly eyes. I'm trying to picture it. As an elephant. Oh, I guess the trunk would yeah, be... Yeah, the trunk is the, the diggy part. The implement. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 They they made one in Europe that was a giraffe. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. yeah. And so they, they painted it like a giraffe. Mm-hmm. And then they had the the muncher with the googly eyes. Yeah. And then they even put the little horns <laughs> on the muncher. <laughs> they went all out. Have you ever seen the one? I think it's in it's in North America. It's got googly eyes on the muncher, but they like they move around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah so that's amazing. It's amazing. That's the way to go. Uh, yeah, I the the paint scheme for the three hundred four will either be animal themed or I'm just gonna make it like like sharks and just put it like do like a shark wrap, just like like, like just like little like sharks. Wallpaper. Yeah, 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 like yeah, like cheap, <laughs> <laughs> like cheap sharks wallpaper or yeah. or Hawaiian shirt themed. Oh, floral is gonna be so sick. Yeah. Yeah, I want to just go, maybe just, I think it, maybe an animal is a little too predictable. So we might just need to take a sharp left-hand turn. Yeah. Well, I want to do a dozer in like a Guy Fieri shirt. Yeah. Just I, like I, paint I, it like. That's what I mean. Like exactly like he yeah. would have one of his shirts. Yeah, something ridiculous yeah. like that. <laughs> just like flames going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You just make a machine that's just <laughs> flames themed. <laughs> just the whole thing. Um. Flames. <laughs> The Von Veidt special. Well, I want to make it. I want to make it really tacky. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to do it well, but I want it to be tacky. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like the execution's cow. gonna be. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Cow. yeah. So that'll be to be determined. We need to get the machine first, which is a little ways out. Well, when are you gonna order it or what? I don't know. I don't it's know. Only right money. Now. Yeah, it's only money. Come on. What's a? I mean, what's a three or four monthly? Like fifteen hundred bucks a month. Now probably yeah. Yeah. They, they used to be. Um, zero dollars a month. They would just give them to you. My back my in the day. when I bought my Bobcat. Oh, you want three or four here? Yeah, just take it. Yeah, sure. I mean, Thompson, hook us up. Um, Thompson does hook us up. When I had my four tonner, I bought a I bought a gently used Bobcat, and I was I think I was into it for like eight hundred a month. Yeah, that's no not money. Bad at all. No money down. It's amazing. It's like forty eight thousand. How easy you can go get a machine. I was like. I was like 19. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you tried and to I buy an F-150? Yeah, I couldn't buy a Raptor. Good luck. Because I wanted to buy a Raptor. Because when I worked at Phillips and Jordan, I was I was so I was so stupid as a kid. I, I wish I had all the money back that I had 10 years ago. When I when I worked at Phillips and Jordan, it was the most money I've ever made in my life because it was union scale. Because uh, it was through IBEW. <clears throat> and just crazy hours. It, it's funny because it wasn't even that many hours, but I was still bringing uh, home like $3,000 a month, which as... As a, a kid six months out of high school, it's like, oh, okay, so this is adulthood, huh? I yeah. get three thousand dollars a week with no, and I get to run Tonka Toys while I'm doing it. So, this, I think the second or third weekend, there was a um, a Ford dealership. We we were running the landscaping company on the side, mm-hmm. and I was on my way to the landscaping shop that we had, and the the Ford dealer had 
towards the end of the uh, last generation of F-150s, they sold a special edition Raptor, which is in like a dark maroon and it mm. had a different style of wheel on it. And I, I drove by that truck. I was like, holy shit, I want that truck. I get paid a lot of money. I'm going to go buy that truck. It was like 60 or 70 grand. At the time, they were only like 55. Wow. Because it was 2014. Oh, okay. Um, So that was like the last generation of good Raptors. And mm-hmm. I, I, I still kind of kick myself in the ass for not buying it. But like I went through the whole process and they were like, well, you know, you're only 18. So we're going to need like $30,000 down. And then like eight months later, I went to buy, I went to buy the, the mini X to start the company and they were like, yeah, just pick it up whenever you want. Yeah. I don't think I made a payment on it for like three months. It's before. wild. I was like, do you, do you guys want to take my money? They're like, yeah, we'll set it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's a totally different vibe. Yeah. It's crazy. totally different vibe. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good thing they have going. I, and I think Caterpillar does a way better job of just like handing out machines like candy than anybody else. Cat Finance, just yeah. like, hey, mine was through, take whatever you want. Mine was through like Bobcat Finance and was like, yeah, do all this. And it was, it was, it was a little more complicated than like anything I've ever done with Cat. No, I was, I was shocked. And, and then, then I had like a $15,000 line of credit from Cat. And all I did was like call the salesman on a whim. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm looking to rent this machine. He's like, here's some credit for yeah. you first. <laughs> Before we go any further, <laughs> here's some debt for you. I need 3000 How about 15000 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Congress with yeah. Ukraine. We, yeah. need, we need this amount of billions. Yeah. How about we just give you a lot more Here's billions? our whole-ass economy. <laughs> Here's all of our bombs. <laughs> oh, shit. Here's our work ethic to, to go with it. Dude, that was um, when I was with Kiwit. My very first paycheck there mm. for the first two weeks' work was like $4,500 because I, I got paid by the mile to drive from Arizona to Washington and my Toyota Camry. So I oh. made bank moving up there, quote unquote moving. And then I had per diem every day. And then I was doing 60 to 80 hours a week. Uh. So I wasn't making very much money hourly. I think it was only like 15 or 16 bucks an hour. It's almost nothing hourly. But you were just raking in the money. Per diem is taxed in a lot of places now. It kind of screwed a lot of people over. But I was in Washington State, which has no state income tax. They don't? Mm-hmm. How do they have everything else, but not? They have everything else. It's not a cheap place to live, but I was, there's no state income tax. Um, uh, do you follow stick operator on the gram? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Did you see a story where they had the guy with the backhoe shoving the trash into the 40-foot sea container? Yes. Because they don't have landfills? Yes. Because they- So that's how they do it? They shove it into connexes? Yeah. So like the larger trash at the processing, the, the, the what are they called? The transfer stations? Anything like house, so like um, anything that doesn't fit in like a trash bag or a trash can, they take it and they have a backhoe. They set the backhoe up in front of a 40 foot sea can and they set the stuff in the sea can by hand and then they shove it in with the extendo hoe and just mash it in. (laughs) I thought, I thought, I saw that video though. I thought that was kind of like a joke. Like you see some jackwads like no. working in your neighborhood, yeah. you're like, get a lot of these guys. I'm gonna that's put actually, that on the internet. That's actually happening. But that's actually a legitimate operation. And then they'll take it to the the landfill, which is like half a state away, because that side yeah. of the state doesn't believe in trash. I, I, Isn't that funny though? They so they still generate all of this trash. They just don't want it there. New York's the same way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they just send it somewhere else. Yeah. But it's not 
you're 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 just sweeping it all into the rug at that point. Yeah, my favorite my favorite thing <clears throat> that I've experienced with trash lately. We went to visit Berg. We we visited Berg in Reading, Pennsylvania, at a landfill, which is a beautiful part of the country. What part of Reading do you go to? <laughs> Um, I stayed at Reading once <laughs> and I was like, I don't need to do this again. So we're at this landfill in Reading, Pennsylvania. With this mystery company. With this company that uh it's 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 the uh he he who not shall not be named. It's uh so the the company we're visiting is doing a cell expansion. And I've been to this landfill several times and I I I finally asked because the the landfill general manager was with us this time. Super cool guy. Um, I had a bonding moment because my first ever job that I had was in a landfill. Is this a county landfill? That is, it was a county landfill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's a county landfill because they had very fancy and nice machines. Okay, good. We can, we have a little bit more leeway okay. when talking about if it's a county <laughs> landfill. If it's waste management, God forbid. Uh, no, no, no. That it's it's no. very serious. Very serious. Um, waste management. I don't remember. Uh, it's, it, we'll get, we'll get to who owns it because it's even more fucked up. So, the, um, I was talking to the guy, I'm like, so where do you get, where do you get this black sand to cap the landfill? He's like, no, it's ash. We get it from Bucks County, which is like two counties away. Um, probably like the landfill that he mentioned was probably like an hour and a half away. He's like, they take the trash and burn it there and we get the, the ash and we use it as, as cap. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing else we can do with it. And once we cap it, the the rain hits it and it turns to concrete. It's perfect. Like, oh, that's crazy. Where do they get their trash from? He's like, well, they get their trash from um, New York. Um, There's another step I'm missing here. It goes somewhere else before it gets to Bucks County. Anyway. But it's trash it's, from Manhattan, essentially. It's trash from New York. That they incinerate. That they, they put on a train and take to, to um, Philly. They burn it. And then they take it on a truck. They take like 150 truckloads of this stuff a day. And truck it and use it as cap. Which is good material. Oh, that's right. The, so the trash that they're piling up in Redding is mostly from Philly. So they're covering trash. In Reading, with ash that they burned in Philly that was from New York City. Mm. You know, in... The life of trash is far more exciting than the life that I lead. Well, when I was with Firma in the Bay Area, they have this machine where they throw all of their construction debris into the top of it, kind of like a grinder, and it shreds everything. So it separates, I think, I feel like it, for some reason, pulls the metal out and then shreds everything else into this like fine mulch essentially. And so instead of hauling all of that to the landfill and having to pay a ridiculous amount per ton to throw it away, the, they can bring it, it's either for free or the landfill pays them because they can use it as daily cover. Oh yeah. Cause it's shredded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's apparently like it's it works for daily cover. Well, I don't know how, but dude, you were at. Have you ever been to Vite, Vonco? Mm-hmm. They use like yeah, shredded mo- tires. Most beautiful landfill I've ever been to. Yeah, because without like, a doubt, it's paved. So the whole thing is it's paved. paved. 
It's and then paved. you get to the dump, which you can't really pave, and they cover it. They bring in side dumps of shredded tires. Mm-hmm. Is it shredded tire? It's something really weird, but it's it's like soft enough that it doesn't hold water. It's it has to be tires because it doesn't hold water. That's mm. that was the 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 thing that they wanted out of it. They didn't want mud. Uh, they didn't want trucks getting stuck. Yeah, because that's that's such a time suck to to yeah. be pulling trucks out all day with the dozer. So they dr- they bring in like truckloads of of like shredded tires all day. And then as they're going, they just kind of shove it into the fill. Well, some landfills, the roads to get into some landfills, it's like. It was bad. Yeah. It's like a, a rally, rally yeah. car track yeah. where you're, I mean, but you're in a trash truck yeah. that's built for the street. Cause a lot of those, some of those trash trucks that drive down your street, they take all that to the transfer station, which then ends up at the landfill. But a lot of them just go right to the landfill. Yeah. So it'll be Jeff, the trash man in his trash truck basically doing rally cross up to the top of this hill that if it's muddy, good luck. Yeah. And then you get there. And then a lot of times it's not even that well managed. No. So you just have these trucks all over the damn place, just driving around in trash. Mm-hmm. But you go to Vonco and everything is all, everything is, is manicured. All the slopes look beautiful. There's grass everywhere. There's not trash lying around everywhere. The roads are paved. So you just drive right in there. Dump your trash off. Dump your waste off. Waste. It's waste. It's not trash. Flight attendant, not stewardess. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Server, not hostess. It's 2022. We're yeah. progressing as a yeah, society. It's not trash. So it's a waste. And you drop it all off. You drive your truck out. Bingo. We're in business. It is nice that they're a C and D landfill, though. And that, that makes a huge difference. Huge difference, especially when you're walking around in it, mm. because walking around construction debris. Whole different ballgame than walking around household waste. Right. Household waste, completely disgusting. Mm-hmm. Construction debris, Construction it's like debris, drywall. And I mean, it gets a little bit. It's gross. got such an interesting smell to it, though. Yeah, it but smells, it's. But it's like. It's, it smells. Rotting drywall is a weird smell. <clears throat> yeah, but, but rotting, rotting cattle is a. Buried in diapers, mm-hmm. that's a different ballgame. Yeah. That's a whole different. That's a whole different. <clears throat> When I was, that was, that was my first job was working. My dad snuck me in as a laborer and I ended up running the roller all summer. Um, and that was my first job was like working in a landfill on a cell project. And I, I was like, man, I don't know if I want to work in this industry because I have to smell this every day. It, it just, it really depends what landfill you're in. Yeah. It, it, it's every crazy. landfill smells a little <clears throat> bit different. There's one in California. So in California, they fill in valleys. Which is wild. Oh. Yeah. So they, they basically just fill in these entire valleys full of waste and cover it as they go, which you can't even tell it's really a landfill when you're done with it. I love how California is just like, hey, we don't have any flatland left. Let's just go make <sighs> new mountains out of these mountains California, or, or, or flatten the existing mountains. But the, the problem is the, the gas is heavier so it just sits in the valley. Oh, because it's condensed. It's dense. Whoa. It is dense. And it, I mean, I've been to some where it's like you feel sick if you've been outside for quite a while because it's wow. on some days it just can't escape. There's the wind or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, this is. Oh, wow. This is heavy. Huh. And so I thought it was methane, but I've been told it's not methane. What is it? I don't know. Well, that was helpful. It's just some stinky trash gas. But landfills in general. So common misconception, they all smell terrible. They don't all smell terrible. I very rarely do they smell that bad, I feel like. Um, 
I've only been to a few that are like, I can't do this. But yeah, otherwise, that one they're we were really just not talking about doesn't smell at all. Nah, they're really not bad. Um, you know, uh, you know where we had a really bad experience, and I was, I was like trying to be Mister Tough Guy, but even I was like, okay, this is bad. The same trip with Vonco, we visited um, Vite Disposal, which is their roll-off company. The transfer station. Well, we went to their transfer station, which was fine, because it was it's still CND. Yeah, it's all CND. We went to a county-owned transfer station. Yeah. In not Milwaukee. What's their other division? Madison. Sure. It's the smallest of them. Yeah. And the guy took us to one of their like Duluth. Where's Duluth? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was south of Minnesota <clears throat> or uh, okay, right Madison. Yeah. Um, and they were like super cool with us just checking out their facility, um, and getting photos of the trucks inside. Mm-hmm. That was the whole goal was like getting pictures of all their trucks, and it was one of those really nice, fancy, buttoned up incinerator facilities where mm-hmm. they have. The trucks come in, they dump in a pit, and then they have the claw. And just like Toy Story, it picks it up and it takes it over to the incinerator. Nice. The thing is, though, and I didn't realize this until it it happened. When you walk in, they close the doors behind you. Yeah, so you're just in there. On a 90-degree day in August. Nice. It was one of... It was easily the worst smell I've ever experienced in my life. And now we had a newer videographer with us on that trip. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this sucks. But I was still doing it. And then the guy from Vite comes over. He's like, hey, man, I don't think your friend's doing good over there. <laughs> I look over and Brian's just heaving in the corner. I was like, okay, I guess we're done now. It was it was so bad. I was like, why do they close the door? He's like, so the smell doesn't get out. I'm like, well, it's not too good in here. Well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, you can't. You can't run a very smelly operation because people are going to start to complain. Yeah. But it was like in the middle of nowhere. That's what killed me. I was like, yeah, we were surrounded by like tire manufacturers. I was like, who cares? Carries though. I went the the worst. The the only time where I've just completely lost my appetite was it was an 826K compactor in a county landfill. Someone dropped their cow off and the cow had been dead for a little bit. So it was a little bloated and the compactor right in front of me ran the cow over. Oh, and it was, it was so disgusting, and I I didn't really realize what was happening until it, it was happening. Oh no! And I'm like, no, no, no! <laughs> and the, and the first wheel goes over it, and the compactor, it's not a flat wheel. Oh. It has all of these. There's probably a technical term for it, but basically like these spiky bits. The sheep's foot. Yeah, it's, it's well, it's yeah, more than sheep's foot. Yeah, it's it's I I feel like there's I probably a technical term. But yeah, it's like a sheep's foot roller. Yeah. And the first wheel goes over it and just jabs the hell out of the damn cow. And then I'm like, ah, oh! and then the second wheel comes and goes right over uh, it again. I'm like, no. And that's when you find no. out the cow was alive the whole time. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, this cow was not alive. <laughs> it was, it was pretty gnarly. Oh, but then God. you think about it, you're like, what else would you do with your dead cow? You bring it to the landfill. Well, why not? I'm pretty sure that's it? most of the reason why farmers have backhoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but feel that's like, a lot of holes you got to I feel dig. like backhoes mostly exist on farms to bury dead cows. Yeah, but I feel like if you're burying every cow, bury dead cows that'd be your full-time job. Drive it to church. I don't think you yeah. Bury, I don't think you can bury cows. I think it will fuck up the... Yeah, maybe you can't bury cows. I feel, I feel like you, you might... There's probably whole companies that just get rid of dead cattle, I'm sure. That's like their specialty. Well, let's partner with those guys. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> I've heard... 
those are some of the most disgusting machines is the machines that work at meat processing processing facilities. That Ooh, that would be disgusting. Mm, I feel like I recently saw a picture. Man, it was like a welder buddy of mine. They were at a meat plant in Nebraska, which is where a lot of the meat processing facilities are. Mm. And he had it was like this big turbine. Uh, and it just looked like weird. And I was like, what? Was, he was welding like new teeth on it. I was like, what is that off of? He's like, this is like, it's like a super grinder. Yeah. It's like just where all the parts go in and it just gets beat up i was like make sure okay bye don't uh... no no thank no big nope yeah you're big mac when we visited um this mean angel we went on a trip to the middle of nebraska speaking of of nebraska like kansas kansas yeah i feel like you're in kansas uh yeah you're in kansas or oklahoma no it wasn't oklahoma must have been kansas i can't remember the city like dodge city I don't know. I don't know. You you guys were out there. It was way out there. We it was three hours from the airport. Um, just driving through fields and 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 wind turbines. We get to the the, the destination. Which I I swear I, I used to remember the name of that town. Um, but the biggest thing going on that's in that town was the meat plant. Mm-hmm. And outside of the meat plant, there's this big. There's this big, big pond. It's probably like 25 acres of pond. And it's just like the worst smelling pond you've ever experienced. Straight cow juice. It's the blood and the gut juice that comes out of the of the grinder. Yeah, you got to do something with it. And it just evaporates. Uh, and so gross. It is like, it's one of the spookiest things to look at from like Google Earth. Because I was like, I needed to get a bigger picture of what it was. And I was yeah. like, that's horrifying. <laughs> But there's, the there's stuff that's floating around in that pond. Well, there's equipment that has to take care of all of that stuff. Like, there's applications for machines, like loaders, working in. Oh, I, f- I, I forgot to send you the picture yesterday. I've, I've got this fun new group now on Facebook. It's it's a uh, rental companies probably wouldn't want you doing that with their machines. No. It's a picture of uh, a bobcat tracks kids here and a telehandler inside of the poop plant. <laughs> In the in the poop, <laughs> they were cleaning it out, but it was like halfway up the tracks. So the guys had to like drive them. They must have put them in with a crane, but they drained it down enough that they could get the machines in. Oh and they're just driving around the poop, like pushing the poop around with a telehandler and a skid steer. Open cab machines, mind you. You, there's you don't want, a, you don't want to get splashed. There's not enough money in the world. Yeah, not enough money. Like the track frame is just green. You better hope you're at least wearing a face shield. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Can you That's imagine disgusting. getting that machine back? Yeah. Well, the rental company doesn't ask what you're going to do with the machine. Or 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 getting the or or taking the machine and re-renting it right to a customer instead of bringing it back to the yard. <sighs> oh my god. But they don't it's not like Airbnb where it's like, "Oh yeah, hey, I'm going to vacation with my family." Oh, okay. So it's you and your family? Great. You're you're good. Yeah. It's it's not like you have to submit. So what are you doing with this kids here? Well, we we got work at the poop plant and the the wastewater treatment facility. For you technical folks out there. Um, but someone's got to do it. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. And of course you're going to rent that machine. You don't want to own that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, no. you want to do the job and send it right back. Yeah. Like I just, I cannot imagine getting that machine afterwards and being like, I got to use this. Or or dumping the belly pan. <laughs> just being the guy. At the the fucking the poor eighteen year old oh. at the at the yard that has to power wash it 
and it's just getting the shit splattered all oh over him as he's doing it. <laughs> ah, you need a hazmat suit. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's I, straight up hazardous materials. They they have to be wearing hazmat suits down there. There's no way. There's oh. no way they're not. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, um, good content. Do we have any any uh, questions? Anything to talk about this week? Um, I know you said Chelsea. You something. Yeah, we'll, we could do these first. Look at look at those, and then we can. Yeah, um, if Al- they're worth. Alex asking. went to the trouble of printing these out. Um, well, because so I had him print it out because he would go onto his phone. And he'd have to fiddle fuck around on his phone to find the questions. I'm like, why don't you just print them out? We have that technology. Yeah, let's go back in time. He, I was he was to 2007. To, I was supposed to send these to print them out. It's 2007, huh? I feel like 2007 was peak. Let's print stuff out. Maybe like 2005, 2004, where if you had to go somewhere, you'd go map quest it and print out the directions. Can you believe we used to do that? For everywhere you'd had to go. Can you believe that we- You had to print and out you had directions. you pay attention to where you were going. Yes. You and could, then before that, you had to just know where the hell you were going. How the hell am I supposed to TikTok and drive if I'm, not, <laughs> if I'm looking at a piece of paper? I don't know. I don't know how people, how people got anywhere in like 1960. It was crazy. They had to like stop and talk on a like on a phone. Yeah, they had to like pay money to. Oh man, wow. straight from the bowels of the internet with no other context. What is strip mining? The internet wants to know. <sighs> so strip mining is really just any kind of surface mining mm-hmm. whatsoever. So you're what you're going after is typically uh, not deep enough where it's economical to remove all the dirt on top of it, the overburden, to expose the material you're after, whether it be coal or some kind of ore. You extract the ore and then you reclaim the land by taking all the dirt you moved, putting it back, and then smoothing everything out, taking your topsoil, restoring the trees and shrubs and birds and everything above you. And then you move on to wherever you're off to to mine in the next spot. Um, it's pretty much any any surface level mining strip strip mining strip mining mining aggregate versus strip mining coal or well I guess uh, yeah I guess so there's open pit mining Mm -hmm. which is like metals mining strip mining is probably specifically towards something like a coal and even aggregates sometimes just a pit so this strip mining is probably just coal All right. so speaking of coal specifically it's called strip mining because they don't open up this massive area at once and then mine all the coal out. They basically open up. It's like they'll have it be a few hundred feet wide and then a few thousand feet long. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a few football fields, basically creating a strip along the surface. And they remove all of the overburden. They cast it aside. They take their coal and then they move one strip over to that next strip. And then they, as they are taking all of that overburden, they're casting it into where they previously just mined, which starts the reclamation process. And you basically just move across the land one strip at a time as you reclaim the previous strips you've mined. So in theory, you'll be mining, you know, thousands and thousands, potentially miles away from where you started Mm -hmm. initially, but you won't even be able to tell that was mined where you started because all of it's reclaimed at that point. It's kind of a gripe that I have with aggregate mining is a lot of times you just can't, there's nothing you do with it. Yeah, they just let it fill with water. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's, and then it's just like a forbidden fruit of an area because you can't go swimming, can't go boating, no. can't do anything with it. <clears throat> there's no fun. In you'll, a... you'll die. Well, sometimes they turn quarries into- um, That one in Illinois, they did a pretty good job on. Well, they turn it into uh, water, 
like a reservoir. You can hold water. So basically, yeah. it's a giant water so, tank. Like, like South Carolina and like, like Illinois, New York, uh, like some of the Midwest, they're like shallow borrow pits. So then they just turn into like people's backyard lakes. Like mm-hmm. if you if you're driving through South Carolina, like the Low Country, you'll see like all these random lake and just like pavilions set up. Yeah. Those are all mines. They yeah. just threw grass on and called it a day. Well, it's easier to do that because yes. the water fills all the way to the top. Correct. And it's not 300 fucking feet deep. That's how the one quality enterprises they're doing it in Florida. They're not mining all all that they can uh-huh. because they want it to be a recreational. Lake. Oh, is that why they're using Once 395s? They're, yeah, exactly. Oh, not, so a 395 is, it, yeah, a drag line oh, would be too deep. Yeah. So a 395, they can get the perfect depth and go build that perfect recreational lake hmm. while they're extracting all of that material to sell at the market. Okay. Which is Martin. No, a win-win. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because there's, um, there's an old Hanson quarry like five minutes from my house and they just shut down because they can't do anything more, mm-hmm. Um, which was really stupid on their part because they literally just bought it like five years ago another average but that's no, it that's the it ag- agri companies don't always i think they just bought them all to shut them down make decisions that i because it was a family-owned company um but that's it yeah it's just it is what it's a fenced-in property that well, you can't do anything with the reclamation standards are way different for other mining than they are for coal so coal has been the one that's taken the brunt of the reclamation standards and, and environmental review and regulations, which I think is a good thing. And the coal mining industry is like, hey, yeah, we're good. We're it's, setting the standard. It's way easier to reclaim that stuff too. Yeah, because they reclaim as they go. Yeah. But that's- And they're not removing as much product. Correct. So I guess getting back to strip mining, you establish your strip, you remove the soil from on top of what you're going after, probably the coal. You extract the coal, you replace the soil, you reclaim it, and you just keep moving down the landscape as time goes on. That's something I've, I've, it's like knowledge I've had, but like, I would just keep calling it strip mining and never mm. even think about it. Like, oh yeah, that's a strip versus an open pit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we workshopped it as we were talking. That's okay. weird. That's okay. weird how much knowledge is just trapped up there. Check. So that's strip mining versus, um, Whatever else. Anything else we need to get into? Mr. Gavin says, how does somebody figure out how much they should be getting paid um, hourly, weekly, annually? Question mark. Throw a number at the wall and see if it sticks. That's what I do. Pretty much. Um, I'm assuming he's talking getting paid as someone who works as like an operator, for example. Like what is market rate? Hey. It's it's all dependent on what your company wants to pay you, and that's all mm-hmm. determined regionally. I think the most the best way to take control of your pay is do a really fucking good job, yeah, and just be irreplaceable and go above and beyond. And I heard someone say the other day, it might have been Andy Frisella, if you do more than you're getting paid for, you're gonna get paid more. Yeah, it's gonna happen at some point. As long as you're not working for a shitbag company. Unless you're working for a shitbag company, but right now, okay, hey, if you're working for a shitbag company, go to another company. There's a lot of com- everybody's hiring right now. Yep. So I think in, if it's in a union area, there's a union scale. Mm, yeah, it's somewhat predetermined. Yep. It goes up regularly. It goes up regularly. Rate. Everybody pays the same. You have no control over that. If you're in an area without unions, I you start where you can start. Mm-hmm. Talk to other people in the industry. Use the internet, for God's sakes. I mean, social media. Ask around if people you can are, ask people around. People are starting to get more like 
open about talking about their wages and stuff. Yeah. 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 Which and, I think and is helping. Feel out the market. Kind of, yeah, fix the some of the problems we have. Yes. Um, but, I mean, if you want to make more money, do more. Yeah. And just like, right now it's like, it's, it's a, it's a employee's market. hundred percent. Though, if you're getting paid, getting paid is what you think you're worth. Yeah. So if you, if you're getting paid $25 an hour and you think, you know, you want to be paid $35 an hour, number one, figure out, you know, am I worth that? Like, do I think that I'm providing $35 an hour worth of value? And if you are, start asking for it. Well, they're not going to, most companies are not going to come to you and say, Hey man, you're doing really good. I'm going to give you 10 correct. more dollars an hour. Exactly. You're going to have to fight. There's very few. Op- I, I, that's only ever happened to me one time yeah. where the, where the guy came to me, it was actually Steven. Steven came to me and was like, Hey yeah. man, you're doing a great job. Which it's, makes, makes sense. It wasn't $10 an hour though. Correct. You got to fight for that stuff. But, but you, if, if you're going to go ask for $10 more an hour, you need to be sure that I am worth more than $10 more an hour. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask for 35. I'm probably worth 50. Yeah. Like that's where you need to be. That's the mentality you need to have yep. so that they can't say no. Yeah. And it's, you're just asking for what you're worth because you've been demonstrating that for six damn months. Yeah. It's not like, okay, I'm going to decide I'm worth this amount of money. So you pay me for 35 and then I'll be a $35 an hour person. No, no, no. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You need to be demonstrating that you have that value. You're delivering that value for the company first, and then you can go ask for the money you want. It's, 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 uh, it's up to you. And even if the market turns, huge fucking recession, whatever it is, we still need to build stuff. Yeah. Building stuff is never going away. You're still going to be able to make as much money as you want to be able to make. It's up to you. So you can still be, I, I, I would be wildly valuable right now because when the market goes down, you're going to be even more valuable. Oh, yeah. They're not going to be looking to cut you. Absolutely not. Yeah. This is a great time to, to you know, educate yourself on how to be more of a tool and a weapon yeah. as an employee. And it, like, I don't know, we're kind of off topic from the question, but like, there are so many, like people ask me all the time, like, and we're developing training. Um, but even without our, if you, even if you don't use our platform, if you don't, if you're doing something else, um, there are so many opportunities to learn more books, Mm -hmm. believe it or not, there are tons and tons of books and, and literature about, uh, something as simple as running a motor grade or running a fill. Um, uh, moving the earth is a really good one. That was called. We'll turn off. Yeah. 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 There's books. There's, 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 there's so many books. The, the CAD Internet. Performance Handbook is a great tool. I love the Performance Handbook because it tells you like how to set up a bench and it's how a to properly. It's a little dry. It's a little dry. You really need to like understand what you're, you're it's more of a dictionary or, or like a, an encyclopedia. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's like, like moving, a, a reference. Moving the Earth and all, the, all those books are more of like, a, you know, you're reading it to learn more. But there's, there's, there's books, it's, there's Facebook groups, there's videos, there's yeah. talking to people online, yep. there's watching the more experienced people around you. Mm-hmm. There's so much you can do to get better. Yeah. And then there's just time. It's like, hey, you're not going to be a blade hand yeah. in, in 30 days. Yeah. That's just not reality. Some people just, you're not going to pick up a certain skill. No. Like there's things that, you know, that I know I can't do and yeah. I'm just not going to, I know where I excel. So I'm going to focus on those areas. Exactly. So figure out where you're good and go from there. Yeah. Um, but to recap, I guess, um, to figure out how much you should be getting paid, 
that's mostly determined on what you think you're worth. Mm-hmm. If you're not what feeling, you think you're worth, what you're worth, what you are, what yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, it's what, not what you, I don't give a shit what you think. If yeah. you're not worth that, you're not worth that. Yeah. It's what you're actually it's, worth. It's understanding what value you provide to the company. Yeah. And if that value that you provide to the company is doing the bare minimum on an excavator, slapping the bucket, not greasing the machine, not, not cleaning the tracks, do the simplest thing that you can do to be worth more is just cleaning the cab. Mm-hmm. There's so, I can't believe how many people just like trash their machine. Yeah. Like even if your company sucks, even if your machine sucks, even if your boss is a dick, cleaning the machine and taking care of it, even if you're on a different machine every day, just like sweeping the floors out and getting the trash out, that makes such a big difference in like mm-hmm. how you're perceived as a, as an employee. Yeah, it makes a big difference. It's crazy. For, for you don't you. have to. You don't have to go put an astroturf in your dozer like I did, but no. like it just makes a huge difference in how people like look at you and they like they look at your work differently. Mm-hmm. Even if you're doing the same work, they're still like, "Oh, okay. Well, he's doing this on his machine." So, and you potentially level up those around you, big they're, time. They're looking at you. You're setting a new standard now. Like, yeah. shit, maybe I should sweep up yeah. the fucking cab, or they're gonna beat you up in the parking lot after work, or that, <laughs> or that. Yeah, yeah, one of the two. But even if they beat you up, okay, you get beat up and yeah. you go on to the next one. Yep. Um, don't beat people up. We talked about um, oh, one more that we can call it a day. Oh, I can go home for this? Yeah, sure. Drive home to Allentown. Um, do any of the contractors let their operators run different types of machines? weekly seems counterintuitive but people wouldn't get bored and might be drawn to running different equipment that is in reference to i believe the mushlets video where where people at mushlets get assigned a machine oh yeah i think i think there's something different for everybody i think people do get bored or some guys just want to be a hoe hand or some guys just want to be a blade hand I think some people, I, I don't think, I don't think it's like a, I don't think it's something you can just apply across the board. I think there's people that want to excel in a specific machine yeah, and they're just wizards at it. And then there's other people that are um, just like a utility player that can go anywhere they need to go. And yeah. they like that because every day, every day is a little different. Yeah. And there's, there's guys that like not even like just a, not even just that type of machine. There's guys that like at that company specifically. A specific machine. Yeah. The guy that runs the 973, he's like one of two or three people that have ever run that 973C. Mm-hmm. And he will not get a new one. Like well, he does not. Ralph, want, he was the only one that ran. He's the only one that's the run only the one that's been the 395 so far. Yeah. So once they get another one, he'll be the only one that runs the next one. Yeah. But, but if you go to something like a pipe crew, you might be hopping in and out of different types yeah. of equipment, which yeah. I've seen a lot of. It, it just depends on... What do you enjoy? Do you like variety or do you like just one yeah. machine? And every company will be a little bit different. And then different jobs within each company will be a little bit different. Yeah. So if you're on a Mass X crew, there's only so many machines you can run on a Mass X crew. You yeah. have a truck, you have an excavator, maybe a dozer, maybe a blade. Yep. There's not a whole lot of variety. But if you're on a pipe crew, you're doing something a little bit different all day long, every day. Yeah. Or it it just or you know big commercial earth moving versus residential earth moving. I always kind of enjoyed being on the understaffed jobs because I got to do a lot more. I like I I like hopping around and doing different things. Like there there was days where I'd be like the only one running a whole cut and fill. 
mm-hmm. just because we had, you know, it was a rain day and like, you know, it did make sense to have these guys in. So send them home. I'm the only local guy. So I'd go load the truck, drive the truck, dump the truck, get in the compactor, push the load off, compact the whole fill after I dump a bunch of loads. It's like, you know, what else are you going to do? Yeah. It's, it's what I like about hopping around and not being stuck on a particular machine. It goes back to that, you know, value question. You are really valuable if you can do Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of shit. Yes. If you know how to do everything, you're never going to have a day off. Correct. You're always going to be busy in times of struggle. You are going to be working when everybody else is at home. There's, there's also something to be said though of, of the guys that's like the, you know, the blade hand. The that's blade just, hand that's is just really a good at what he does. Yeah, yep. that just He's, he does not leave the blade. Yep, you're if you can do everything, you're going to be working alongside those guys on the rain days or the days off or the slow days. It's either it's either specialize and get really good at a machine that's really valuable. Like mm-hmm. if you're the world's best roller operator, I don't know if that's where I would go. Yeah. If that's if, hey, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But something like a blade or a dozer hand or a hoe hoe hand, that's mm-hmm. if you get really good at your craft, you will be valuable anywhere. Yeah. And then if you're a utility player that's really good at most everything, you're going to be good to go as well. And the other thing is like uh, the smaller machines are becoming more and more valuable. Mm-hmm. Something that I got really good at and has become more value um, as of lately as jobs get smaller is... And it's looked down on, on as a beginner machine, but the skid steer, you get really good on a skid steer. Mm-hmm. That's you're a weapon. Yeah. You can do so much more than you think that machine can do. Well, and there's value in getting really good at machines that don't, people don't really want to run. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And, you know, knowing how to care for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good question. Yeah. It just depends. Yeah. That's the cool thing about the dirt world. You can have one company that approaches one project completely differently than another company that, and it's and yeah. both companies could be right. Yeah, like they could be making a bunch of money on that job. Yeah, they're bidding on the same job, and they're probably within a couple thousand dollars of each other. Yeah, they're just doing it totally differently. Totally differently, mm-hmm. and that's that's the cool thing is you get the set of plans. You get, hey, we want this to look like this. Yeah, but you don't get the instructions in between. Mm-hmm. You get to do it however you want to do it. Yeah, it is kind of weird to look at it like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just you you get you get what the finished product needs to look like. That's it. Right. If you can get creative and make more money in between, then make it. Make many money. Make more money. More money. More money. Okay. And that question was from YouTube. That was from- um, just, to, just to clarify. Yeah. That was a bonus question from- Bonus question. Joseph Willis. So if you haven't checked out vlogs on YouTube, we are blown and going. It's got a million views in the past 28 days. A new record. So check out the vlogs on YouTube. And if you have anything else to send us, thoughts, questions, send it to dirttalkbuild.com. And with that, I think that's a Dirt Talk episode. Okay, bye. Stay dirty, everybody. We'll see you.